Well, well, folks, for the final time this year, welcome to our podcast previewing the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix round number 21 of 21. And here we are some odd uh, about nine or 10 months down the road from the first race in Australia, or actually when we really started, which was in back in Barcelona for the winter yeah, testing. Well, even before that, technically, we started in Toronto Correct. For the, uh, That's the true racing for, point unveiling. Yeah. Yeah, so even even longer than that. So and yeah, what was almost that? ten like months. Mid February, I think. February thirteenth yeah. or 12th? right around Valentine's Day. I yeah. remember. Yeah. It was the day before. Yeah, thirteenth. Yeah. yeah. Right. So here we are, the final race of the year, and um, obviously we won't be doing a, a season kind of look back and wrap up. That'll be for a separate episode. But um, we don't have too much to say actually in this race. We were just commenting this before we started that we haven't really heard a lot of news. We are recording this uh, a couple of days before FP one, so typically news kind of really. Last second news gets out around Thursdays usually uh, when we do these kind of things. But at any rate, we'll just kind of look at the track, look at what we can expect from this final race of the year, and uh, yeah, just kind of put a bow on uh, our preview podcast for 2019. And hopefully not another classic boring Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Yeah. Because the only one that's been exciting was when Rosberg and Hamilton were fighting for the championship. Um, yeah. That's 2010 was pretty exciting as well. I mean, this one the championship yeah. decider. This yeah. one should be good. Yeah, championship for, deciders. Yeah. yeah, this one so, should yeah. be good for deciding third place between Charles Leclerc, Vettel, and uh, Verstappen. Because I'm pretty sure Charles Leclerc can still come back if uh, Max Verstappen doesn't get any points this race. Uh, I see. Yeah, yeah, if you were to DNF, um, you know, obviously he'll have a much better opportunity. But yeah, Vettel is out of it. So yeah. it'll just be Max and uh, and Charles fighting it out. Yeah, I mean, he could definitely still do it, um, but he will need a little bit of help from Max to either get outside the top 10 or, or a DNF. Yeah, 11-point gap between the two. And uh, Pierre Gasly doesn't uh, doesn't finish. Alex Albon can actually finish above yeah, Pierre Gasly. Yeah, I think Gasly. it's between Sainz, Pierre Gasly, and Alex Albon yeah. to uh, figure out who's going to be getting fifth place? Uh, sixth. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Rest of the rest. Yes. For the drivers, at least. Yeah. Um, Carlos Sainz is tied with Pierre Gasly as well yeah. on 95 points. Yeah, it should be actually a really interesting race for that. It's a good midfield battle. Yeah. Like That's what we'll see. And I think constructor-wise, I know McLaren obviously clinched P4 uh, with Carlos Sainz's podium in Brazil. Vamos, hey, Carlos. You for yeah, you I wasn't here. here for that. So I'd, I wasn't here for the Brazil Grand Prix. What a race. Yeah, you enjoyed it. fantastic. It. <laughs> I loved it. Um, who'd have thought? Uh, but Renault and Toro, so it's, uh, it's still close there. Only, what is that, eight-point gap? Yep, that's right. Yeah, eight-point gap between yeah, Renault close. and Toro Rosso or uh, Alfi Scusi, whatever they're called. Alfa Tori. Alfa Tori. Alfa Scusi. Scusi. Alfa, excuse me. Alfa Tori, that'll be next year. But uh, Yeah, well, and the, also the other one, too, when you look at Racing Point, Alfa Romeo, only a 10-point difference yep. between them. So even though Racing Point, I mean, technically, Toro Rosso... I mean, race at racing point, if they won the race and had a 1-2 finish, could catch uh, a, a Toro Rosso. But I think racing point has some more focus on keeping Alfa Romeo behind them and yeah. at least holding seventh place. Yeah. Um, you think of it, though, you know, Toro Rosso, those two podiums that they got, Kvyat and well, now Gasly, how much that has boosted oh, their constructor sure. standings. Just having, like, that's crazy. Two podiums for Alpha, for Alpha, for Toro Rosso this season. It's that's right. Well, that's the first time that we were mentioned this on the Brazil podcast that any other, in the last three years, first time another uh, constructor team has gotten a podium finish other than Red Bull, Ferrari, and Mercedes. 
Except for Racing Point. Racing Point. Yes. Well, I guess other than not, other well, than other than uh, it's Force, Force India, India, so they're not yeah. even existing yeah. anymore. I guess other than Force mm. India. Um, well, two different times somebody's been on a podium. Yeah, that's year. right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, it'll be interesting next year. I just thought of it now because we have Alpha Romeo. And now we have Alfie. Alpha Tori. Alpha Tori. Alpha. We two alphas. Yeah. But they're not actually out. Like only one's, one's an, alpha. an alpha. So how confused are we getting? We'll next have year? to call Alpha Romeo Romeo, and then Alpha Tori can just be Alpha. I'm just gonna. I'll still call him Toro. So I wonder what the livery will look like. I, I think it probably might, no difference, but I don't know. I, maybe, I could see them going a little, a little red, a little. Maybe to, it's their fashion line because they're changing their name to be different from Red Bull, right? So yeah. maybe they, unless the Red Bull makes them keep the blue for sponsorship reasons, or they sure just, they will. Well, yeah. they could go black and like a black and white would be really nice, and so the Red Bull logo on it. Well, you know what I didn't realize is that the Toro Rosso livery is like a Red Bull can. Oh yeah, like when you yeah, look at a, a picture of a yeah, Red Bull right. can. Here, I'll, I'll pull it up for you guys, and we'll do the same for you guys at home. I was looking at, I think, a Red Bull commercial, or somebody was drinking a Red Bull, and I'm like, where have I seen those color schemes before? Yeah, I know it's the yeah. same color. That's what I mean. For sponsorship reasons, they might keep it. Yeah, and then when you look at the Toro Rosso car the last couple of years, just put in this year's car. For the most part, it's the same. It's a little bit different. But for the most part, it's like the silver, the blue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, for Blue's sure. a little bit of a different kind of tint, but so that's yep. probably why they that's probably why kept it like that. Unless Red Bull ends up going the lighter color, and then they end up going a different color because Red Bull is technically the team that has the right. Red Bull sponsorship. Yeah, I guess Alpha Tori is the uh, the fashion line. Yeah, I think is what they said. So I don't know what their fashion line. I'm able to make it a fashion car. How do you make a car fashion? They're taking Scuderia out of their name too, right? Yes. Yes, right? Uh, no. Scuderia. They probably will. No, they're still in there. I think. Yeah, because it's Italian. Hold so on. I have, yeah. I, I, face ID doesn't work with a microphone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm surprised at how well it works in the dark. It does work really well. Yeah, right? Yeah, tech yeah. talks. With, <laughs> um, I had it open here. It is... Oh, that's Grand Prix list. Scuderia Alpha Tori. Okay, yeah, yeah, so they are keeping it in there. Red it. Bull's okay. fashion label. Let's look up Red Bull's fashion label. Alpha Tori, founded in 2016. Um, that's weird. Not much on them. That's pretty so, much it. So they're still a new brand. Max Verstappen's allowed to go to another company for uh, their designer line rather than yeah. him being forced to go to them. You know, Maybe that'll be a thing next yeah. year. <laughs> but which clothes do they make? Just uh, like the team apparel? I don't know. I can find out. They got their own store or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm also interesting that Red Bull, the big team, really hasn't changed their livery in the last like 10, 11 years. Well, they went to a, the darker color um, after Vettel left, did they not? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a, a little, little bit A little bit darker, not too much. Holy shit, it's expensive. No surprise there. You're looking at 150 bucks for a long sleeve shirt. Yeah, man. Oh, this is a sweet logo. I don't know if we can pull this up. Like, look at that logo. That's probably their new logo then, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's dirty. Prices, um, though, aren't so sweet. No, the prices are not. Jackets are like 700 euros. This is euros we're talking about. Jesus. Shirts are 200, 200 euro shirt. $250 those, long sleeve. Those jackets would not do well in, in uh, Canada. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> you can get a toque for only 50, 50 euros, though. That's pretty good. You could use one of those here, but I can get you one. A normal oh, t-shirt, 60 euros. Even they're even making plaid. That's 100 euros. You know what? Actually, the toques are the nicest part of Alpha Tori. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, sure that'll just get even more expensive next year once they enter F1. 
oh yeah merchandise and hats that's gonna go up even more so yeah so i'm forgetting for alpha tori next year is it gonna be pierre gasly and daniel kvyat as confirmed drivers yes that's confirmed okay okay, i was Uh, wasn't i know pierre gasly was i wasn't too sure about uh yeah and also alpha tori's color design is black and white is that confirmed as well? That's confirmed. I was just looking on their website. Interesting. So, like, I don't know if the livery is going to look like that. I would presume. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But, like, the on the AlphaTauri website, you can see everything's black and white. So, it might be something. So, that's what I'm thinking. That'd be cool. Maybe no a camo re- livery. No one's really black and white. We have black and yellow. Well, we Yeah, I guess we had black, white, and red last year with Haas. Yeah, but They changed true. their gold this year. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, their website's not great. Yeah, and as you were just asking, Shaker, all the drivers have been pretty much confirmed for 2020, yeah. with the exception of that one Williams seat, uh, which we expect will be Nicholas Latifi. Now, they won't be releasing anything until after the race on Sunday. Yeah. Um, they do have the postseason tire test in Abu Dhabi, so starting right after on the Monday. So the likes of Esteban Ocon will be driving in Renault for the first time. Whether Nicholas Latifi will be announced then and he'll jump right in the car, we don't know. Um, but he's the only one that hasn't been confirmed. And I'm not exactly sure why Williams is keeping it such a secret. Almost 99% of people out there are expecting him to be announced. So Maybe Nico yeah. Hulkenberg will come out of nowhere and just grab like, the seat. I got it. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I mean, they might be still holding talks, which is why. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Latifi is in Abu Dhabi for the final F2 race as well. And he said that if he can't let, lead the F1 seat, then he'll uh, move on from F2 as well. So he wouldn't return to F2. Oh, so he's done for sure. Yeah. Oh. So, what would he... What would he move on to then? Maybe IndyCar. Hmm. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Maybe he gets, well, he wouldn't have a Formula E seat because the season's already started there. Right. Sports car racing, yeah. appearance at Le Mans. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different yeah, options. He's a young guy. I'm sure he can. Uh, yeah, he is still young. He's 22, so. 23. But it'd be nice to see another Canadian on there. It would. Yeah. Very uh, selfish of us, but it would be very <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, it definitely would be. Um, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that when we, when we come back for our uh, recap of this race, but I guess we could get a little bit into the Yas Marina circuit, uh, get a little bit of the details of the race before we get into our predictions and how are we expecting the final race to go. This is the most expensive formula one circuit ever built. Uh, no surprise there, obviously it being in the UAE, they got a lot of money to spend. Um, and it's a spectacular track. It's interesting because they have some practice sessions, which are obviously kind of during the day. And then they have the ones that are starting in, you know, right at the edge of nightfall, and then it turns into a night race. So that's mm-hmm. really interesting. And obviously the the scenery around and the boats and Ferrari world, it's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, first race, obviously, being 10 years ago in 2009. And like Tyler mentioned at the top of the show, it has been a pretty kind of stale race for the last couple of years, with the exception of 2010 and the title deciders in 2014 and uh, 2016. So really, unless there's a title on the line, this race isn't really the most interesting. Mm-hmm. But last couple of years, it has been a little bit interesting to see, you know, like Fernando Alonso, his last race last year. So we saw the donuts yeah. at the end. So it's a track that, yeah, you can overtake at, but it's still difficult for the drivers to follow. We got the two massively long straights, which combined for almost two kilometers of this circuit. Uh, the two DRS zones, obviously, on those two straights. But it is a tricky circuit. I mean, once you get into sector three, and then sector two as well. There's a lot of little twisty bits, 90 degree corners. That's yeah, it's a lot of 90 degree corners, which yeah. is half the problem of that of the circuit. I mean, you have to have good traction. I think if you have a good traction off the edge, off the uh, exit of your turns, you'll succeed in this race. Yeah, um, but it doesn't lead to 
the greatest amount of overtakes because there's not a lot of you know big build up and stop for a break so you can yeah they really have to position your car well to try and overtake yeah and if you don't get the overtake done drive. on the two straights who is that oh it's brendan hartley oh boy well, i don't need to see that <laughs> brendan hartley taking us around yeah the the really tricky part is too is if you don't get the overtaking done after first long straight and the second long straight, you don't really have much of a chance in sector three. Yeah. Um, because you, you could really end yourself up in the wall and there's not much room there as well. We've seen big crashes here before. We have. Uh, yeah. and Hulkenberg, not Hulkenberg, sorry. Nico, well, Hulkenberg, yeah. Yes, last, last year. year. Uh, but uh, the one I was thinking about is Nico Rosberg and Kirk yeah, and uh, That was around turn uh, 15, 16, going to 17, I believe. Yeah. That's what that was. 17 is the tricky one. It's that, it uh, it's like that a, right-hander. It's like, but it's as soon as you come out of that right hander, you have to kind of brake while you're still turning right. So all of the load is going on yeah. to the opposite end of the tire. Um, actually, and just uh, you just mentioned Karth Decay, and he just won a race in uh, I think the GT Twitter, and yeah, he finished first. Good for him. I nice. think it was the same series that it might have been DTM or the one that I don't remember exactly, but yeah, race winner, okay. former F1 driver. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, good for him. That's yeah. This race is it's. Uh, there's this a lot track of, is really fun to ride. Boy, it is just it, it's a good driving track, but maybe not the best overtaking oh, track, which is a problem that we have. Yeah, um, and tires going to be a big thing. Pirelli have brought the softest of the range of tires uh, for this. Take a look at the tire allocations for the final time in 2019, and not much different. Ferrari they have brought identical sets for the most part in terms of the soft tires. So all four drivers: Bottas, Hamilton, Vettel, and Leclerc, bringing eight sets of the red softs. Um, it differs a little bit between Hamilton and, let's say, Leclerc, for example, who only opted for three of the C4s. So those are a little bit different in terms of that. Only one's going different to Red Bull here, pretty much, in terms of soft. Yeah, they're going for uh, an extra set of the soft, so nine sets of the soft, three of the C4s, and then one set of the white hards. So. Well, soft tire worked out really well for the Morass rates. So it did, yeah. Maybe they're counting on that again. Well, they do have to. They do this, like, send these results in like eight weeks before and i think oh, yeah, that's true so right? yeah. maybe even longer than that like it's a while in advance but you do um, need the extra grip for for the traction um, yeah for sure like you mentioned with the slow speed corner so the c5 will come in race confirm two stop for red bull think so i it isn't yeah it kind of looks like it i'm going for it uh, i feel like most of these guys will be going for a two stop like i know hamilton has that extra set of hard tires for mercedes or um ferrari no they really haven't yeah, he's only brought one set. Though, yeah. So yeah, um, no one doing. Oh, I guess all oh, sets of medium tires. Wow. So one stop, one stop for them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Speaking of tires, we did mention earlier the uh, the tests that are going to be going on after the type tires that a lot of the teams are really unhappy with the tire situation for next year. Mm-hmm. So this is a big T twenty F one tires are rejected. So if all the teams are unanimous in saying that, listen, which I mean less work for them, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. Now, <laughs> I wonder what the re- 2020 tires so much worse. Well, I think the problem also was is that in Austin it was pretty cold. The the FP1 and two that they were testing it in, so it wasn't necessarily a complete picture. So Abu Dhabi will be a little bit different. It will be warmer, so I think they'll be able to get some better numbers from it. But I'm not exactly sure why. Uh, but they're absolutely ready to just reject the whole deal. Going to the 2019 tires, it didn't really work out this year that well. But maybe the teams will have a better understanding going into next season. Bring yeah. back 2018 tires. Bring oh. them back. <laughs> well, and I, and I read too that Mercedes last year when they did this Abu Dhabi test, they put the sensors near the floor of the car and around the tires to get a better picture for 
tire performance. So maybe the rest of the teams will copy that and they'll have a better opportunity to design the car better for the tires. But yeah, I mean, that, that's been a big issue for this season, right? Is, is how many teams have been struggling with the 2019 tires. So yeah. Yeah. we were kind of hoping for something different for next year, but we'll see. We'll have to see how this test goes next week. Well, they would have an extra year of testing on those tires too. So maybe it will be a little bit better. Yeah, maybe we'll have a better understanding of what's actually going on with them. Yeah, new design, <clears throat> excuse me, new design as, uh, as well for the cars might be easier on the tires as well. So you'd think that after 21 races, they'd have more of an idea of where to go for the tires. But yeah. Uh, you never know, right? Profile of the tire is different, apparently. Huh. Bigger rims, right? Uh, that's for 2021. That's only for 2021? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, new setups are required, obviously, because they were just thinking about that in Austin because of the low temperatures. So right. I think that we'll see a little bit more performance out of them for, for this test as well. So, yeah, that that's the news on the Pirelli front. And I mean, really, other than that, I didn't have much other news uh, to, yeah, to bring to you guys. it's been very quiet the last little bit, unfortunately, uh, around the F1 world. We need something to spark things up. Yeah, uh, nothing. But no, there hasn't been any sparks. I, I think it's just at the point now where the championships are decided. A couple of places, like we mentioned, down in the championships still need to be resolved. But for the most part, everybody's just kind of ready to wrap it up and, and go on a break and go take some vacation time and, and put a bow on the 2019 season. Um, it's been a long season for sure. Obviously, they've extended the schedule a little bit this year because the races go all the way till December now, December first. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of at that point where everybody's like, "All right, well, we're we're disappointed that it's the last race of the season, but it's also an exciting time because you get to take a little time off, and then you start to already prep and look ahead to 2020." So yeah. I'm sure that Barcelona testing will be right around the corner before we know it. I think it'll be, I'll talk about this more in our season recap, but I think I'll touch on it shortly here. I think it'll be very interesting to see what teams take the development and try and push for 2020 and make an improvement for 2020. And if you're a team like Mercedes, you just say screw 2020 and put all your money and work into a 2021 car. They've already broken a world record that no one's going to be touching for a long time. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I I think you're right. I feel like that's something they should be doing. We I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, But I agree. I think they're going to be focusing more on 2021 for their year, because like you, you guys mentioned in the, uh, in our, you know, our 2021 look, all these, these teams aren't, they're allowed to spend all the money before 20, 21 kicks in yeah. so they don't need to worry about that budget that they're going to be having in that year so i feel like mercedes is going to be putting a lot of money towards that yeah that's what i think so too it'll be just interesting to see what other teams follow yeah. suit or what teams stick and trying to really push for a 2020 world championship i'm very excited to see what honda does next year mm, yeah because They've that's so much this because year. in we you know last year we were joking that it's gonna be really Red Bull's going to have a challenge in their hands uh, this year, and I mean they've they've lived up to their expectations. Yeah. They've done, I mean, they've exceeded their expectations. Sorry, so it should be interesting to see where they see that car going in twenty twenty and what they're going to be doing for and a few Renault. Years after. It'll be Renault's yeah. first year of having uh, only their uh, they're a works team, their engine for themselves, and that's it. So maybe yeah. that will help improve there. They can just worry about themselves. Is it next year that Mercedes takes over for McLaren? Yeah. Oh, no, I, thought it's it was, I thought it was 2021. Oh, it is? Oh, my mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought, thought you were talking was... about 2021. Oh, no. There, but, yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought it was for next year. Okay, yeah, so they got one more year on the deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. I'm like, mm, okay. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah, Yeah. so it's just going to be Honda with their two, you know, the Toro Rosso and the Red Bull team that are going to be very exclusive to, to themselves, mm-hmm. so. 
Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm very interested as well to see how that will play out. And we could get a really, really close season or we could get the same as we did in 2019 yeah. where it's not going to be a close season. But I think it's actually shaping up to be pretty exciting. But I think we also said that last year. So we said that last year and look how... Say that every year, yeah. But it just seems like it though, right? Because not too many regulation changes. Um, all the teams should have a better idea now of where they need to go from a design perspective. So hopefully that brings the field closer. But yeah, like I said... I think you never know with, with these teams when you get into the offseason. It could just all flip on its head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, with that being said, with all the news out of the way, should we get into uh, race predictions? What What are we going to expect from this race? Yeah, why not? Who do we think the favorites are to win the final race of 2019? Um, I think that's going to be pretty tough. Um, I don't see Ferrari putting a challenge, as big of a challenge in this race. Uh, they only have two long straights to really make it up. Otherwise, I don't see them doing super well. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm, I'm more leaning toward either Mercedes and Red Bull being on the podium. And uh, actually, I think I'm going to go Max Verstappen takes the last race of the season. Lewis Hamilton second. And Alex Albon will get his first career F1 podium after the uh, heartbreak from Brazil. We said it would happen before the end of the season. We did. So that has last to happen. chance, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to um, go Alex Albon P1. Whoa. I'm kidding. It's obvious. Oh, okay. <laughs> I believed you there for a second. I know, so did I. Uh, I'm actually going to go back for stopping an Alex Albon P1 and P2. Um, I have uh, hope in the Red Bulls. Um, you know, after Brazil, I think they're only going up, and they just kind of need to start at the beginning of the season. So I'm I'm expect, uh, I'm hoping for quite a lot. I'm also going to say Max Verstappen is going to take qualifying. We'll oh. call it now. Pole? Pole, pole. too. Yeah. Second straight pole? Uh, uh, yeah. And P3, I'm going to go with uh, Lewis Hamilton as well. Okay. Um, I'm going to go a little bit different. Uh, no, not to disappoint the Dutch fans out there. We appreciate you guys as always. But I'm going to say that the season ends the way it began with the Mercedes 1-2. Okay. 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 Say, that makes sense. Say Valtteri in P1. Oh, okay. He won here in Abu Dhabi in 2017. Had a good end to his year. So I'm going to say he's going to get P1. Lewis Hamilton in P2. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, Max Verstappen in P3. Okay. Okay. He's done well here in the last couple of years in that Red Bull at the Yas Marina circuit. And I think it'd be good for Red Bull Honda to finish the year off on a high, obviously winning in Brazil, the pole position in Mexico, and then <laughs> a win here would be great for them. Yeah. Um, but I think a podium a- as well w- would be good too. So I'm going to go, yeah, Bottas, Hamilton, and, and uh, Max Verstappen. Okay. So same idea for all three of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the Ferraris are going to do too well. They, they've had a dip in form after... They've had like a really, really good resurgence from, you know, the summer Some, break yeah. on to about Singapore, Japan or so, but they've taken a couple steps back since then. Whether that's the whole engine directive, we don't know. Obviously, Leclerc and Vettel coming off of the big crash in Brazil as well. Yeah, we'll see some follow from that in Abu Dhabi. So there's, I'm sure some more comments too from both drivers, I would think. Yeah. Because uh, we yeah, haven't really we heard much. Yeah, I was about to say we haven't heard anything Ferrari since that accident. Yeah. So I'm sure they had a couple of weeks to talk about it and debrief and figure out what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I know that they, I think they had a meeting uh, down there with, with some of the team members in Marinello, but yeah, I, I haven't heard much either. So are they going to come together again on the track or are they going to have to have team orders? Mm, we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. I think they'll be pretty close. Uh, I don't. Vettel can't catch Leclerc, obviously, at this point in the season, but still, I, I think he wants to at least finish ahead of his teammate yeah. in the last race of the year. Uh, and then, yeah, all the other positions you need to look out for. Racing point in the battle with Alfa Romeo. And then the big one being Toro Rosso battling Renault for, for the fifth position. So only an eight-point gap there. So I think it's all to play for. 
Toro Rosso, it's not necessarily a track that's exactly well suited to their car, but they've surprised us a lot this season. So yeah, yeah, it's going to be a close fight. I think. I think that's where the big fight's going to be this weekend. So hopefully, we'll have some more focus mm. on the midfield in the last race of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully we have some nice. They show some battles. Yeah, show some Ricardo overtakes. <laughs> so some so oh show some Norris, uh, some nice Norris action or Carlos signs. Or Carlos, Carlos signs. signs. Yeah, we barely ever get show. That's true. We do love. We Carlos. didn't even see his podium. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we do love Carlos on on this show. Yeah, we love absolutely. McLaren on this show. But speaking of, did you guys see the uh, McLaren Amazon Coca Cola thing? Yeah, yeah, I did. I missed uh, that. Apparently, it was. Um, well, it was Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris driving around in McLaren Senna delivering Amazon packages and Coke to uh, to customers. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah, because they have the, the sponsor with Coca-Cola. Yeah. yeah. Um, I only saw like the 30-second preview or whatever. I didn't watch the full video, but yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, I think they released a full video. It's not too long. I think it was only about a minute or two. But at um, one point, uh, as soon as they get in the car, Lando Norris is wearing a helmet, and <laughs> Carlos Sainz isn't, and he's like, "Why are you wearing that helmet?" And like, I'm wearing this as long as you're driving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Not much trunk space in the McLaren. Center. No, but no. it looks great in oh, the red I color love scheme. This. I love the Senna. It's probably one of my favorite new supercars out there. Yeah, it is a beautiful, beautiful it's... car. I, I would wish I. Uh, well, I it. did you see the the car that they gifted Carlos? I know. Yeah, he got a beautiful McLaren. I think this was one of the new ones that they built. Because he got a podium? Oh, that's a set. Oh, yeah, it's a, a Spec C100 LT. Phew. Look at how good that looks. Carlos looks good, too. Look at him. Do you think he's regretting not getting that Red Bull seat? Not I don't at think all. So. No, I don't think so. I mean, he would have had an Aston Martin Vulcan, but, you know. I'd rather that. I know. I'd rather. I'd rather McLaren. I do like Aston Martins, but that, yeah, yeah, Uh, I'd rather go with that. I I love Aston. I have a special place in my heart for McLarens. I don't Mm. know why. They're just, they're everything I want in a British car, but they're pretty much a Ferrari. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's fair. Well, where was I? I was looking somewhere. um, Somebody had a really nice McLaren Senna, and it was blue uh, with a little tint of orange as well. I can't remember where I saw it, but I, I just saw it on Twitter, and it, I mean, it just looks fantastic. It's I, at first, I didn't like the whole, you know, like the the glass the glass screen that they had showing your legs and everything, but it really grew on me. Like yeah. the more I saw it, I'm like, oh, you know what? That's actually that I, I I quite like that. It's nice. Yeah. Oh, I know who it was. It was uh, Nico Rosberg. Did a he did one of his videos driving. I think it was actually around the Yas Marina circuit. Oh, nice. And he was driving the McLaren Senna. He had a lot of good things to say about it. Um, let's see if we can find it. You'd think a guy so prominent on social media, you'd be able to find his stuff. Yeah, you'd think. Good old Nico. Yeah, imagine he comes out of nowhere. He's like 2021. He's like, I'm back. Drives for Williams. Yeah. This he had next year. He's a Williams driver. Yeah. Williams somehow wins a driver's championship or a constructor's championship. That would be a Mercedes sponsorship. Yeah, it would be. I guess that's true. Well, good memories for him here, right? In 2016. Yeah. When uh, Lewis tried to hold him back and uh, yeah. and, and give, you know, try to have the Ferraris devour him and <laughs> didn't work out that well, did it? Ah, here it is. It was on his Instagram. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. So, Nico, if you want to take us for a test ride, um, just let us know. We'll uh, gladly come for a little spin around as a passenger in one of those cars. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind at all. Well, especially if you went. 
if you got the money to do so, if you're in the UAE, I think Nico will definitely give you a ride. But yeah, it's just gorgeous. It's a, even that rear wing. You know, sometimes on cars, no, it's a beautiful car. They put the rear wing on, and it's a little bit too much, yeah. like on the Type R on the Civic. Yeah. But this one is just perfect. I mean, the Type R on the Civic is just excessive. Yeah, yeah. No, they nailed that car though. This looks fantastic. I yeah, mean, it's, it's amazing. I, I don't think McLaren have put out a bad looking car. No, not in a long time. But like, I guess, I guess that raises a question: If you were a driver in F one and you were slow, solely picking a team to drive for, just for the road car you would get to drive to each, oh, to each race, who would it be? Would it be hundred percent be McLaren? Oh, Renault! I want to drive that Clio, bro. No, like <laughs> me, Alfa Romeo, Romeo for that Julia, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually might consider that. Yeah, it I, is like, nice I love Alfa. Yeah. I love. I really do like Jeremy Clarkson would select Alfa Romeo. That's true, he would. It's true. It's he true. Would. And, and a Golf GTI. Yeah, yes. yeah, he would. <laughs> he would have a Golf GTI. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it would be... Uh, like, Aston Martin's nice, but there's no, like... It's either a supercar... Yeah, but the Vantage, though. Oh, it's beautiful. Or Valkyrie. Or the Valkyrie. Yeah, like, yes. there's, just, there's some beautiful Aston Martins, but I don't know. I just... Like I said, special place in my heart for McLaren. McLaren? Like, Ferrari obviously has some beautiful cars. Like, great. But I don't know. I just... I just like McLaren. So you got man. McLaren. I think I would take McLaren. I think I'd have to go for Ferrari just because it's would, Ferrari. Eh? Yeah. yeah. I think in terms of how the cars look, and I'm, I'm not sure about drivability. I'm not that on the loop in terms of the newest cars. I think in terms of the look, I would go with the McLaren, but I would get the Fer- I would pick the Ferrari just See, because I, of Ferrari. I would choose Mercedes for not a supercar. If I was road to get car? a regular road car, I, was, I would choose Mercedes. Okay. That's, that, we can do both. I, <laughs> if I were to get a regular road car, I'd Alfa Romeo. Okay. I'd have an okay. Alpha. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd pick Aston then. Okay. Because they got some, like the DB, I think it's the DBS. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. DB like that's 12, a, DB8. It's like a, I think it's around 130 grand or something like that, but it's a road car. It's still yeah, nice. It's road yeah, fast. That's true. Um, I go, I do love Alphas, or sorry, Alphas, uh, Aston Martins, but I would go McLaren as well for a supercar. Yeah. And then the Mercedes has the SLS AMG too. Yeah. <sighs> AMG it's GTR. Th- it's, tough, yeah, it's tough, man. It's, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> it must be nice, though, to get that company car. <laughs> yeah, it would be very nice. That's for sure. We have uh, Fords. Let us know uh, what, what, who, what team you guys would pick uh, if you were just solely you know, deciding on uh, who had the, the road car that you could... What road car you, you would get to choose yeah, out of it. That you could drive to the race. Now, not team performance, just what road car you would have. It's, it's what does like, Williams drive? Mercedes, I Mercedes, think. Mercedes, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah good they, point. Yeah. Lucky for that. Same with uh, Racing Point. I think yeah. Mercedes, too. So Renault's I mean, the only one that gets the shit into well, this like, thing. Yeah. Here's the question, though. If you were to choose Red Bull, would you get a Honda or would you get Aston Martin? Because it is Aston oh, Martin, yeah. but it's a Honda engine. I think if you're with Toro Rosso, you can only get a Honda. Yeah. Because Pierre Gasly yeah. got the NSX. Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean what other car, Honda right. car are you choosing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yes. <laughs> the, um, take the Civic. Thanks. I'll oh, take, yeah, why not? <laughs> take a Honda Fit. I'll drive that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Let us yeah, know let in us the know. comments below. Um, interesting little debate there. Yeah. Um, I think that'll about do it for us, guys. Uh, yeah, once, I do have go. one more thing. Go ahead. Um, uh, inspired by Romain Grosjean himself. Um, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, in Japan during that whole rain delay, the typhoon delay, he, uh, he built himself uh, a Tyrrell, you know, the six the six wheel car, right? Uh, classic F one car. He built himself a, a model of that. Uh, I've taken on the challenge of building Michael Schumacher's F two thousand and one car, uh, model ca- plastic car, as edgy build. Um, if you want to see me lose my mind. <laughs> 
uh, trying to build this car. Make sure you tune in. I'll uh, be posting some updates on our Instagram uh, on the story and on the page. So if you want to see that, get inspired. Maybe build an F1 car yourself. Get angry. Uh, you get, yeah, get angry. Yeah. That's probably what's going to happen. I'll throw something at a wall. Um, but uh, kind of a cool design. And we'll keep you guys updated over our winter. That's my winter break project. Uh, to have Schumacher's car. a cool project to have during yeah. the winter break. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. So uh, hopefully I'll have it built by the time we race off in Australia. And it will be on our set beautifully for, be for next season. But uh, if you guys are doing some, some model cars as well. Make sure you send us your pictures and what you're building, yeah, because we'll, uh, it's a we'll fun little hobby. Or yeah. if you have any other F1 F1 yeah. hobby, you know, any racing hobby or anything like that, yeah, let us know. So, uh, but yeah, tune into our Instagram and uh, we'll be posting some of that uh, content yeah, as like I try to work my way through Michael Schumacher's F2001 car. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I'm gonna be interested to see your finished product. Yeah, I'll. Uh, yeah, there'll be an update uh, when this when this video goes out on where I am. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Anything else? No. No, that's, no, it. that's it. All right. Well, that about that'll do it for the final preview of 2019. Yeah, like I said, guys, we didn't have too much actually on the race. Um, we didn't have too much on the race with the championship decided. It was just kind of a, a generic episode just to get the last one in the can. Uh, like Tyler said, give us a follow on our social media pages. We're on Twitter and Instagram at TBMF1Show. So follow us there. Tyler will be posting his uh, updates as yep. well. And then we release any episodes or tweets or opinions and thoughts uh, on our social channels to so follow us there. Um, basically, our, our schedule breakdown for the last uh, remaining of this month in December for this year, uh, we'll obviously have the recap for this race coming to you next week. Uh, we have the final two episodes of our power rankings, yep. which will be the Abu Dhabi power rankings and then the final... 2019 full season power rankings. Are we doing teams and drivers that final season? Or are we doing two separate? Uh, we, well, we could do we teams. Could do we'll find out. Teams, Somebody yeah. did suggest yeah. that in the comments, whoever you are. Good suggestion. We're listening. Yeah, we are listening. Yeah, it'd be top five, and it wouldn't be based on con- like what the constructors did. No, it would be based all. on, I guess it would be based on expectations. Yeah. Pit stops, qualifying, yeah. all that certain yeah. things. I mean, Strategy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we could do that in our in our final one. And then uh, one of our last uh, podcasts we'll record for 2019 will just be our 2019 season in review. Um, that'll just kind of be a uh, celebration episode almost mm-hmm. in a way for us getting to the end of the year. Just looking back on the best races, the best drivers, and what can we, what can we expect for, for 2020 as well. There might be alcohol involved. No, oh, okay, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, Heineken's, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the other brand was. Oh, Heineken. What else did I say? I don't forget. It was Stella, I think. We'll have to read Stella. the... That's Belgian, I think. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what the whole argument the was. The Dutchies, they suggested another did they? Uh, Dutch beer. So we'll check that one out. Okay, yeah. Well, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, to wrap up the year, close to New Year time, we'll just release our uh, best moments of 2019. All the bloopers and outtakes that you normally don't get to see. We do screw up a lot but you just don't happen to see it. <laughs> we'll release all of those at the end of the year uh, as our little New Year celebration. Um, There'll be a lot of me right at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. There's a couple of them, too. Yeah, I say some weird stuff at the end of the podcast, too. So yeah. hopefully. Um, do some digging. So, <laughs> um, And then in terms of once 2020 rolls around, um, look for some f- fun stuff. Obviously, uh, I believe uh, if things go right, we will be at uh, the Racing Point uh, car unveiling again. If at least in Toronto, we'll get this here. They haven't. I don't know. Anything. Did they, they mention anything? I hope they, so. All I thought they, they said did. is they have media day on February 13th at the Toronto okay, Auto well, Show, but we haven't heard anything. Well, that's what we're hoping for. We're hoping to be yeah. there and push out some more nice content uh, yeah. once again from there. But uh, 
we'll uh, try and post some some stuff in early 2020 keep you guys still entertained and get you guys through the winter break as well but right. we'll more info on that and more uh i guess more news of what our 2020 content will be will be in our season in review yep absolutely thanks everybody for joining us i hope everybody enjoys the last race of the season in abu dhabi but we'll see you guys next week thanks